Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Happy Friday. Got a packed show for you today. And as always, this podcast is sponsored by Hoka, makers of the brand new Cielo X. Got the MD, the LD, Gordon holding up the white MDs right there. I got the orange LDs in front of me. Wow. We're going, we're doing sound. This time. That's Hoka ASMR for you. That is what it sounds like when a Hoka spike is rubbing up against your ear lobes. You know, a lot of people don't watch the pod. They listen to the pod. So I think that's a welcome addition to really bring them into this first part of the show. They're powered by the propulsion of carbon. Gordon, carbon. Uh, the website, hoka.com, hoka. Faster, forward. And yeah, you've seen what they look like. Now you know what they sound like when they are rubbing against the microphone. Exactly. I'm trying to give you a three-dimensional experience with this ad, Reed. You know, mm -hmm. now you can just kind of feel like it. You're just before you know it, you're gonna feel like the shoes are on your foot while you're listening to this at work. That'd be kind of cool. You try them on while listening to an ad. Yeah. That would be that'd be terrific. Uh, coming up on Saturday, which is tomorrow, Saturday night in the United States, we got our Tokyo Marathon live show. We're kicking it off at 6 p.m. Central Time. That is 7 p.m on the east coast in the united states that's 9 a.m in tokyo 10 minutes before the race starts and it'll be a second screen experience with myself and gordon and uh, i'm looking forward to it gordon you excited yeah so we're going to be live on the flow track youtube channel you and me reacting and watching the full marathon and uh, also we're going to be watching it live on flow track so the live stream will be up on flowtrack.com me and Kevin watching it here on YouTube.com. It's going to be fun. Good to see Kipchoge go for his first ever Tokyo win. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, because technically he didn't run on this course at the Olympics Correct. when Tokyo hosted. It was in a different location. So this is his first time in Tokyo running 26.2. And we'll see if he can pull it off along with Sarah Hall, American record. It's going to be a great, great race. And I'm excited to watch it live. I'm going to crack open a few beers, enjoy my Saturday night. Be a good time. I'll be, I'll be doing mm. like another. I'll be doing dual screening. I'll have well, triple screening. I'll have us watching it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'll have the live broadcast on Flow Track, and then I'll have in the tiny, tiny quarter my Sixers game. So it's gonna be all in all. Is this gonna be. Is this gonna be one of those where you go silent for forty-five seconds every couple minutes, and I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna have to keep talking. These things are Sixers long. Are That's the beauty of them. The Sixers Sometimes you just got to <laughs> let it breathe. That's what I learned with the, the London one and the Olympic one. Sometimes you got to let it breathe. Let the people watch it. So it's uh, live in the U.S. and Canada on FlowTrack. Is that correct? Got that right? Yeah. U.S. and Canada viewers can watch it live on FlowTrack. The YouTube stream will be everywhere. Um, but if you want to watch the actual race, it'll be for U.S. and Canada viewers on FlowTrack. Yeah, so don't go into the chat, but where is the race? We told you where the race was. This is me and Gordon talking about, about the race. said race. Yeah, Cosguy, Kipchoge, Sarah Hall. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a cool event. I'm, I'm really excited about doing it. I wrote the preview. This will be his 18th time. He's, he's raced 26.2. So you got two time trials in there. 
yet two losses. And the rest are wins. It's pretty remarkable when you look at his career. Lost once in 2013, once in 2020. That's it. Clean sheet. Win, 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 win. Some time trial wins too. And people, they like to put the asterisk on the time trial and say, well, because okay, it's not an actual race. But he did so well in that. It's not like he beat an individual person. He just beat expectations on the human body in those races. So I, I count those as, as wins too. Yeah, it's a wind over his mind. He won over the mind. Yeah. With his 201 in a, in a history. He beat history. Yeah. Yeah. So um, very exciting. Written previews on the site. We've got a bunch of video previews, and uh, we're going to do some picks and stuff today. Gordon, why don't you walk the listeners through what we're going to do here? Yeah, so we're introducing a new feature called Flowtrack Pick'em, where we're going to allow you all to kind of really let us know where you stand on certain predictions. And so we're going to create an article. The article isn't 100% live right now. Hopefully it's live by the end of the day today, definitely by tomorrow morning. But we're going to have three questions. If you go three for three on these three questions, mm -hmm. you'll be in the running to win a $20 gift card to Fanatics. And our goal is to make this prize change over time, get bigger over time, as more and more people start incorporating their picks. Uh, but we're going to start this with the Tokyo Marathon. We're going to bring it back for NCAAs next week. And we're going to continue basically throughout the entire track season of 2022. Uh, and it's all about see if you can have a better prediction than me and Kevin. Go three for three on your picks. Mm. And uh, just put your track knowledge up against ours. And uh, not even up against ours. Maybe you could just agree with us and then we both win. Mm -hmm. You know, We're not always wrong. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I agree with Gordon and Kevin. So I'm going, I'm going double down with them. But yeah, we're going to have three questions, three picks. You go three for three, you're in the running to win. Uh, we're going to be doing this throughout the week, every week, just for forever. As more and more people do, we'll keep doing it. Forever. Uh, yeah, forever. It's a this long is forever. We're, we, yeah, we, we signed a lifetime contract. No, but uh, okay. so <laughs> the three picks. These are the three questions, though. So these are going to be the three questions that we are going to ask. Question number one, will Sarah Hall break the American record? Simple question. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Kevin, do you think Sarah Hall will break the American record? Yes or no? This one's close. I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go yes. yes. Okay. Uh, I, looked at, I looked at the weather. I look at the fields. I look at how well she ran in the half. I think she's confident that she can do it. She's tried to do this before. She's run in the, in the 220s before. It's going to take a special day, but I think she's going to pull this off. I think she's just going to dip under i just like her overall approach to racing right now she runs so much has nothing to lose out there and i think hall's gonna do it yeah well i agree with the yes i also disagree with the yes because mm. i want her to break it i think she's capable of breaking the american record <clears throat> but i think there's just that factor of outside situations with you know, there's just, it's not about talent. Talent doesn't make you break an American record. She has a talent. She has American record breaking ability. But does mm -hmm. she have the right situation? Does everything go exactly well for the two weeks leading up and for those two and a half hours of race time? And that's just unpredictable. You can't control a gust of wind. You can't control uh, just how you're going to feel at mile 12 and mile 17 like you just can't control all these situations you just got to have a little bit of luck not that you know, it's purely luck but you got to have a little bit of it and i it's for me i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna pick a no i don't think she's gonna break it i think um she's capable of breaking it but if i'm gonna have to put my prediction on the line i'm going with a no sarah hall does not break the american record but if i'm wrong in that i'll be Happily long, because I want her to break it. But mm -hmm. if I had to make a pick, I'm oh. going with a no. I mean, right now, the weather, we're a couple days out, but the weather looks good. The weather looks like it is going to be fast weather conditions. And we know the course is running quick. There's some fast people, like Bridget Koskai, to pull out the pace. There's also people around Sarah Hall, a little bit quicker, a little bit slower. I think it's the right mix. 
think it's the right mix, and I think she can do it. If Damato, Damato's mark is solid though. I mean, that two nineteen low is is really good. You know, we kind of get distracted by Cause Guys two fourteen is oh, this is the new standard, but those are that's an outlier performance off of an already outlier performance of a two fifteen. So this this is going to be a tough tough mark to beat, but I think she can. I think she's going to dip just just under. I'm going two nineteen ten. Do I get extra points if I pick the exact time? No. Okay. You can get right. you can get you fake extra yes no. points on the side, but okay. a win's a win, a loss is a loss. No matter if you win right. by an inch or a mile, a win's a win. Uh, so, all right. Again, will Sarah Hall break the American record? You're going with a yes. I'm going yeah. with a no. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. All right. Next I'm also question. going with a. I'm also going with a. Am I too going to be too emotionally attached to this pick? Yes. And you can watch okay. that live on Saturday night. There you go. Now, if you agree with Kevin, click uh, yes. If you agree with me, click no. We're going to hopefully let us know in the comments below. Hopefully, we have that article there. If we don't, just let us know in the comments, and we'll go from there. Next question is Ilya Kipchoge's time. You got four options. Is it going to be sub 205, 205 to 206, 206 to 207, or over 207? Now, the course record is 203.58. So the course record's 204, basically. Um, so is he basically going to be within a minute of the course record? Is he going to be two minutes away, three minutes away, or is it going to be a slow tactical 207 race? What are you going with? Uh, it's not going to be a slow tactical 207 race. If you're ever given, here's some advice. I know this segment is brand new. Here's some advice for the listeners and the players out there. If you're ever given the opportunity to bet on Kipchoge's times, pick the fastest one. That's going to win you a lot of scenarios. Yeah, the the last marathon he ran was the, the the Olympics where he ran 208, but he was so in control. Here's Kipchoge's um, you know best marathon times. This does not include the breaking two race. This does not include the 159 40. Uh, 201 39, 202 37, 203 05, 203 32, 204 00, 204 05, 204 11, 204 17, 204 30, and 204 42. That's just his top 10. That's just, so his 10th best time is under this mark. Uh, he looked good last year in the Olympics. He ran a fast one in the lead up to the Olympics when he ran uh, in the airport in Netherlands to get his legs underneath him. That was a 204 30, and that just seemed like a run through for him. I think he's going to be even sharper for this race because he's going to need to be because the field is so good. So the fastest option, I'm going with that. So sub 205 for Kipchoge. You know, I'm also going to probably go with sub 205. There's the problem with like, I mean, that's a good point. You know, it's Ilya Kipchoge. What do you think? Pick the fastest time. But I always, you know, he ran 208 at the Olympics, right? Like sometimes races aren't, what we think they're going to be. Sometimes they're just not, you know, destined to be quick times. I know, but like, it was hot. That's the Olympics. Yeah, it's hot. Okay. But again, factors can happen. I don't know. How fast did he run at, in London? The, which one? The London Marathon? The or? London Marathon in 2020. Uh, that one was, that one was slow too. Uh, 206, I want to say on that one, right? Exactly. So yeah, but that you you yeah you 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 just picked his worst race, his like basically his only bad race. race. It's a recent race. It it's is. a race within the past two years. So it's not like I'm picking whether, something when he was 12, 18 years old. You know, weather and tactics. You're basically betting on weather and tactics in this race because if the weather yeah. is good and the tactics are sound, I saw on the start list you can see the list of rabbits they have. They got a group of rabbits. I don't think they're gonna bring rabbits out there to run 206 pace. You save your money because Kipchoge is going to be fine doing 206 pace. They have they have a crew of of pacers out there and I think they're going to get the pace going. Um sub 205 is that's easy lock lock that All one right. in. I feel I I'm feel also, more con, much more confident about that than the other pick. Okay. I am going to agree with you on this one. I'm also going to go with sub 205. I like just the simple answer whenever you're betting on Ilya Kipchoge, you pick the fastest time. That's just mm-hmm. that's just how it works. That's our society today. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Kipchoge runs. You pick the fastest time. 
So I'm going with sub 205. In the comments below, let us know what you think. Sub 205, 205 to 206, 206 to 207, or over 207. Hopefully, we have an article for you to actually click on. We don't know yet. We're figuring it out as we go. Let us know in the comments below. Final question. I like this one. I came up with this one. How many Japanese athletes, men, will finish in the top 10? Three is my pick. Three. Okay. Three. So this is a tough – if you're going just based on PRs, the top-seeded Japanese athlete on the men's side, uh, Kengo Suzuki, is seeded ninth. However, I expect some of that top group to not have a good day or to fall back. Fall back. Suzuki, you know, two, actually, no, he's not seated ninth. He would be seated eighth, excuse me, with his 204.56. So I feel good about him. And then you have a huge group of guys who have run 206 or 207. And I think one or two of them are also going to, to factor in to the top 10. So my pick would be three Japanese men in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, you look at the international, the non-Japanese field, there's basically eight Kenyans slash Ethiopians in the field, right? And so mm -hmm. you know you're probably going to at least get two in the top ten. But, you know, this is Japan's, you know, Super Bowl, right? The Tokyo Marathon. It's their one world major that they have. Japanese distance running is unlike anything else. They have been running out of their mind over the past few years. I mean, the number mm -hmm. of... Japanese athletes who run like elite times, like sub 208, sub 209, sub 210 is incredible. Mm. Like comparing it to American distance running, it's like night and day. Like the th probably like the 30th best Japanese runner would be like the second best American behind Galen Rupp. It's kind of wild uh, because they just love their distance running out there. And so that's why I think um, – I think we might have more. I'm I'm gonna go a little wild here. I think, I think, I think four. I think four Japanese athletes will mm -hmm. yeah be in the top ten. So I'm going with four. I think that's a good that's a good pick because you figure someone like Suzuki is a lock, and if there are only eight non-Japanese in that that those those top seeds, there'll be other runners obviously there, but in that group, the reason why I think that group is gonna hold though. You know, you don't see Kipchoge falling out of the top 10. Legese and Garamu, there's a lot of very consistent guys in that group, the Kenyan and Ethiopian group. It's not, oh, this guy ran a PR two years ago and then DNFs or DNSs a whole bunch. There's a lot of people there who are consistent players. Now, some of them do have DNFs on their records um, or are just going to be able, they're going to have a bad day or they're just going to get straight beat because if you're a 206 runner, you can beat a 203 runner. That's not that big of an upset considering how unpredictable the marathon is so yeah i don't i could see someone going five here and not being that crazy i think i think four is actually a good a good pick but i'm gonna stick with three so you're going with three i'm going with four let us know again if you're listening to this podcast you gotta open up your laptop or open up your phone and go <laughs> to the youtube channel to then let us know your pick okay this is the first time we're doing these picks so it's a little ad hoc right now. We haven't really got it all, all of our stuff together. But eventually we can get it together, especially by NCAAs. But this is, this is uh, year zero of, the, mm -hmm. that of our pick'em. You can see on the screen, put up the screen, this is what it's going to look like. Um, mm -hmm. Or you got to pick. You know, it's very, very simple. Click on what you think is going to happen. You lock it in, put your phone number in, and then you'll be able to keep track of whether or not you're right or wrong. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna make it fun. We're gonna have some great pops. We even good props. We'll even invite you all, the community, to kind of give us suggestions of a of a question of what you want to bet on, right? Because we're not just betting mm -hmm. on who's gonna win. It could be like, hey, will Devin Pancake ever break four again? <laughs> you know, in the rest of his college career, we don't know. We're gonna find that out. But again, let us know. Yeah, you're going with what three? You're going with three Japanese athletes in the top ten. I'm going with four. And that's our yeah. picks. Yeah. And then I'm going sub 205 for Kipchoge. And then yes, on the Sarah Hall American record. So next week, are you going to do, are we doing this for like NCAA indoors? Is that the idea? Yes. NCAAs. And the mm -hmm. week after that, we'll do it for Worlds. 
man. Fun. Well, I'm just thinking you're gonna get like really specific with the NCAA indoor picks. It's like, will LSU score 36.5 points? Yes or no? Yeah. Why not? Well, you have you have ones that are like very simple. Will this person win? Yes or no? Right. Yeah. Then you have fun ones like how many Japanese athletes are going to finish in the top ten. Like that's not something you ever yeah. really think about. We were mm-hmm. going to do a. Uh, the one question we were going to do is how fast will Kipchoge's last mile be? Mm. But I look. I looked like at the results. They don't really have that split normally because of the point two on twenty six point two. So I couldn't yeah. guarantee I would know the exact lap what the time of the last mile is. Um, you could do last two K. That'd be a nice play to our uh, non-US listeners out there. Oh, can they play? Can people around the world play? This is just a US thing. Yeah, it's gonna be everyone. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, there's a bunch of previews on the site too. If you want more Tokyo Marathon coverage, as I mentioned, I wrote in our article as well, going through all the the favorites and storylines for this race. Very excited. Kipchoge running is incredibly exciting. So we talked about the Madrid. World Indoor Tour on Wednesday show when I was in Fayetteville because it was coming up later on that day. And some interesting stuff happened because there were world births on the line. First of all, we always joke about people in track not knowing the rules to track. <laughs> Did you know that this year's champions got birds and only half got it? Like, they're only half the events this year and then half the events last year got it. Because we know Grant Holloway got it for winning the World Indoor Tour on the 60-minute hurdles. But that wasn't even offered this year. It was only it was offered last year. So if your event was up in 2022, you could get a bid now or a couple of weeks from now. But if it was a 2021 event, you had to have done it last year. Did you know all that? So here's the thing. I did not. I wish I did. I'm, I kind of hated myself for not knowing this because I kind of try to keep track of these types of things. But I did some research, and it's wild. So 2021 World Indoor Tour champions have a buy to the 2022 championships. The 2022 World Indoor Champions this year have a bye to this year's championships. The 2020 World Indoor Champions have a bye to the 2023 World Indoors. Wait, why'd they do that? Because it's the postponed World Championships. The the China Champions. Oh, because they have to give... (laughs) Well, because... If you won the World Indoor Tour in 2020, they can't yeah. like take away your buy just because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So basically, gotcha. Ronnie Baker, who is the 60-meter indoor world, world indoor champion from 2020, has a buy to the 2023 World Championships indoor. Wait, slow down. Say that again. He won the World Indoor Tour in 2020. Which gives him a buy to the 2023 World Indoor Championships. There's no way anybody knows that. There's like a zero percent chance that anybody knows that fact that you just said. Well, I didn't even know that that the 2022 people had to buy the 2022. Yeah, I was, and that's I just assumed it was always the year before. But it's exactly my point. We didn't even know that one, and the thing that you just said makes even less sense intuitively that 2020 would get a buy all the way to 2023. Three. Man, well, Eli Hall qualified, so he's in. He's in. All right, he'll join Christian Coleman and Marvin Bracey. Yeah, I and mean, when you look at it, so Eli Hall, he qualifies by winning the 60-meter World Indoor Tour. His winning, the, the final win that he had in Madrid, he ran 657. So he needed to run 657 to go high enough in the rankings to, again, be selected as a, as a wild card to Worlds. This was the smartest move ever because... He was able to qualify for Worlds running 657, whereas if he mm-hmm. tried to qualify for Worlds at the USA Champs, he would have had to run 647 to beat Marvin Bracey for second. Yeah. So he was able to run a tenth of a second slower to be, in order for him to get in because it's yeah. a good move, right? He recognized it's a lot easier to potentially win the World Indoor Tour against a bunch of people who aren't all in like Christian Coleman's not out there going overseas, running it. Marvin Bracey isn't doing it. It's like, why try to yeah. beat Christian Coleman? We can beat, you know, uh, like, I don't know who, like a Mike Rogers overseas. Was it planned? Did he know this? It seems it has to have been, it has to have been planned. 
He didn't know. Because he, why did? Yeah, it had to have been planned. Well, here's the tricky thing about it is because these bids in <laughs> conflict with U.S. champs. You could do both because it was a few days later, but that's a tough turnaround in terms of travel to go from the U.S. on Sunday to Madrid on Friday. It's it's in a way incentivizing people not to run that U.S. champs. You know who else is a big winner? You look at this. Look at um, look at Ethiopia, right? They've been tearing it up this year, and they get to add in the women's fifteen. Ethiopia is one through five in terms of points after this after this competition, and then on the so they'll get to send a, a fourth person, which is cool. Like they deserve. No, you're sending a, a third person. person. You're sending a third person, not a third person. person. Sorry. Well, they should send four. That's how well they've been doing. Um, and then on the men, the but you know it's, it's it's worth it because they've been they've been tearing it up, um, and then on the men's side of things, they're they're three k. They're the top two spots with Germa and Borrega, so then they'll get another um, extra extra person there too, which is which is interesting. Again, I I just didn't know this at all. On the eight hundred side, Giles won, but he's already going, so that does that's not a big deal. So I I thought I saw it as consequential in the the sprints um the hurdles for the u.s to get another person and then on the distance side of things with with the ethiopians being able to get a third entry in those two events yeah and it also it's also like it kind of sucks when like i mean i don't know if it sucks but like when like mondo duplantis wins like this we don't need to give mondo to buy like you have to buy to someone else because he's already going to be there you know <clears throat> It's like, do you know who's? They should, you should, do you know who's? They should allow the people who win a buy to gift the buy to whoever they want. Yeah, they can just be like, "Congratulations, you get to go to Worlds." Okay, so now I'm looking at the 2021 winners because they also get it too. So now I'm curious. Uh, did you know that Michael Norman almost won it? He had 10 points, and Pavel Maslak had 15. How funny would that have been? Michael Norman just shows up in Serbia. That would be terrific. Um, the 15. Borrega had it, so there's another bonus spot for Ethiopia in the men's 1500. So men's three, men's 1500, they have it. Um, women's side of things, JV and Oliver has it. Yeah, in the sixth. So the U.S. Yeah, so the U.S. should get three women in that. Um, Alemo in the women's eight, and then uh, women's three, Ethiopia won it. So they're gonna Ethiopia gets three in all four distance races. Yeah, I think I wonder. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Three and all four distance races. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's just interesting. It's it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people were paying attention. Even regular buys, like outdoor, people don't pay attention. Oh, you won the Diamond League last year? Oh, okay. Or this person won the World Championship? But people have a tough time keeping track of that. This is asking people to pay attention to a, ba a qualifying process that was split over two years. For a meet that takes place in two weeks. I don't blame people for not yeah. knowing what was going on here. Yeah, I mean, and when we talk about how it's crazy that the people who have the twenty who won in twenty twenty get to go to twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of so just as crazy as the twenty nineteen world champion gets to go in twenty twenty two, right? You talking about for like outdoor for outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm. We remember those champions a lot more. Yeah, be because they were, you know, especially when you're talking about the people who won the gold, not just the people who you're talking about. The people who won the circuit in 2019, correct? You're not talking about winning world. There was no world indoors in 2019. No, I'm talking about like yeah. No, I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. The points. That's what I'm talking about. It's hard yeah, enough points. to the amount of people who pay attention to the points is very right now. Well, the amount of people. Well, how many pay attention to the points? Like that's hard to keep track of. What people pay attention to is the reigning champions. They know that. Outdoors, it got a little easier because it was the Diamond League final. So you're basically thinking, okay, who won that one race? It's like, oh, okay, Michael Cherry. If he wins, he's going to get this spot. Quinter Hayes, if they win, they're going to get that spot. You're not going combing through and looking at, at all the points and getting confused. Um, we do have another one coming up this weekend, uh, another World Indoor Tour. This one's one of those sprint and field only events in Paris. Um, so keep your eye on the hurdles 
On the men's side, Martin Odegaard and Wilhelm Volosian will be racing in their home country. Good tune-up for them before they go to Serbia, try to pull, pull the upset on Grant Holloway. I saw Kambunji was entered in the 60. She's someone who could factor in into the medal uh, picture as well, too. But that's the Paris World Indoor Tour coming up this weekend live on Flow Track. I think it's the second to last World Indoor Tour. I'm remembering this right. Is there one more after that, Travis? No, that's the last one. That's the last one. Okay. It is the last one. The ultimate one. So, and then we get to uh, the ultimate. We get it's the, the ultimate, ultimate one. one. Questions will be answered. Races will be run. And then we get to World Indoors. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, again, yeah, this weekend, lots of live track and, and road. You obviously got Tokyo, you got Paris. Bring you track and field from all over the world. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. What else do we got here? Okay. Um, listen, I don't want to be difficult, but you do interest this segment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, be difficult. No, no. Introduce it. What's wrong? Okay. So the, you know, there's a combine in, in the NF in the United States, for those who are listening abroad. You know, the football players, they run these fast times and they lift and they do the shuttle run. They do this stuff. And the 40 is the one that gets the most attention because there's time attached to it. So uh, there was a wide shoot from Baylor, Taekwon Thornton, who ran a time that was very fast. It got people's attention, 421. However, it was corrected later on in the day to be a 428. If it was 421, it would have been the record at the combine. Um, 28 is big still fast. Yes. Correct. So here's my right, right, right. So I thought it was 421. It's correct. So here's here's yep. so here's my, obviously he's fast and he, he ran fast in high school. I don't think he ran a senior. He was really good in the quarter too. Not taking anything away from him. He's great. But 428, yeah, just puts him in this big group of people. So once they corrected it, my big takeaway was not his run and how fast it was, but just seeing the reaction of football fans on Twitter when a time got corrected reminded me of track fans they were just so upset they're like wait how do you how do you make that big of a switch how does he go from 421 to 428 and then there were other runners too or other athletes whose times got rounded way up and people were just getting upset they were taking screenshots of him crossing the line and saying 418 and they're like well look i paused my computer at 418 why is it a 418 and people having to explain that's not actually how it works so that part of it was entertaining for me but running a 428 yeah it's fast but there's been a lot of people have run that yeah i put out a, I, I try to yeah look at this whoever owens burner the nfl rob calvin austin the third the greatest 40 time in nfl history 403 first of all the 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 they're going based off when his foot crosses the line not even when his shoulder crosses the line because like when his chest look at that like even this, and it's obviously it says unofficial times but it's just pausing your computer is the ultimate unofficial time. But they're also pausing it before his his chest crosses the forty yard line. Like it, they're pausing yeah. it when his foot crosses, so they don't even know how that works. No. I think back to Coleman. He did he did the running in football world of service when he, he senior year or last year at Tennessee. He runs a four one two in a football time forty just to get perspective of how quickly a elite track athlete could run this using the timing system that they do in the NFL. So 4-1, for people who don't know, I mean, a 4-1-2 to a 4-2-1, which is the NFL mark, I mean, that's a 10th clear. A 10th and a 40 is an eternity. Because you see, you know, Grant Hawley winning these races by tenths of a second, and it's just no contest. And that gives you a better idea. And this was, I mean, Coleman was obviously fast then. I would say he, he got even faster after that, that point in his career. But mostly the pausing of the screenshots is what was entertaining to me. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I was like, ooh, Baylor athlete runs 421 in the 40. Let's get him running a 60 against Trayvon. Trayvon's been tweeting at Tyree Kill, trying to challenge him to a 4 by one So maybe we get yeah. Yeah, Baylor on Baylor crime. Let's see if 
I mean, obviously, Trey no, Barn would smoke them. It wouldn't even be close. Yeah, 428. But, no, yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to watch F- someone get smoked. Even four four twenty one, he would have had problems. Four twenty eight, yeah, it's not even a. I mean, the, he, once he gets into his running, he runs pretty smooth. But so you didn't know when we started the segment, you thought it was a four twenty one. Still, you didn't see the update. Yeah, I didn't know about the correction. <laughs> that just shows how fake news just circulates this world. Is I was still thinking there was a four twenty one football yeah. player out in this world. You kind of just yeah. broke my whole world view of reality. Well, and that's why I said. I don't want to be difficult. That's why I started with I don't want to be difficult. Because if he did run 421, all right, cool. Let's let's go with that. But once it got corrected to 428. Again, not taking any away from him. He's very fast. He's a very, very, very fast athlete. And you look at those track times. Um, it is interesting to see how many people ran the quarter in in high school. A lot of these elite sprint guys, like their coach just – I guess their coach just throws them in everything. But there was another recruit I was looking up because um, someone asked – they're going to Oregon and said, oh, this is – how elite is this guy? And he was better in the quarter than he was in the 100. And you'd think, oh, football, they're going to throw those guys in the one and the two, and it's going to be a tough tough sell getting them in the quarter. But a lot of them have really put down impressive 400-meter time. So, yeah, very great runner. Yeah. Um, he ran – he ran – he won the state meet at Florida in 2017 and yeah. ran 46-7 as a PR in the 400. So, makes sense. And you saw on the screen while you were talking – uh, one Baylor, uh, 400 meter hurdler was like, I try to get this kid to do track four years can never make it happen. It's yeah. hard. It's the, it's, it's, I guess it's a lot more enticing for these kids to have a Jersey on with football in their hand with millions of people watching them than to sometimes run in a track meet in heat 12 of the men's 200 in like the middle of a Saturday afternoon that no one is at and everyone is underneath the bleachers trying to get away from the sun. That's like a track meet for you. Well, when you it's sell it like that, Friday night lights, you know, <laughs> you painted an extremely compelling picture of track and field. I don't know why anybody would choose another sport. That was just an incredible public service announcement from, from Gordon Mack. I love track um, for the record. I love track. I love track. I love track. And you know, if you stay with track, Ah, uh, it looks like he he could have been been really good. How good we don't know, and that's the point. People try to make shoe ins out of all these people, and they say, "Well, man, if he had just stayed, he would have progressed like this." But it's like you pay attention to enough elite track runners, you know, some of them peak early. It doesn't work. And for every awesome person that you beat, I thought about this when you look at the Tyree Kill situation. It's like, oh yeah, he beat Bromel, and 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 he's running with the grass and all this stuff. There's also people he lost to during that time who didn't develop into a, a superstar as well, too. So it's not, it's not guaranteed. And this guy you know, didn't get to the level where, where Hill was at, obviously. But taking nothing away from him, I just appreciated the time correction going up from 21 to 28. Because in track is better than that. We've seen some round, rounding up or rounding down. But usually, what is it, 0.02, 0.01? And it, it sucks because you want to know the time immediately and you want the reaction. Um, but 0.07, that's, it's been a while since I've seen 0.07 on the track. It must be fun to like, you just mentioned like people don't think about the people that Tyreek Hill lost to. Or just in general, when you look at people who have wins over notable athletes, can just like sit at home on a couch, they're watching, you know, the Super Bowl and they're seeing like Tyreek Hill run away for a touchdown. And you know, you're like, yeah, just so you know, when I was in high school, I smoked that kid. I was faster than him. Yeah. That could have been, you know, it's kind of cool to have like everyone who has a win over Usain Bolt throughout his entire career. That's probably like the coolest fun fact that you could ever have about yourself. I beat yeah. Usain Bolt in a race. Like, how many people have actually, I mean, going back all the way to when he was like, you know, 18, 19, there's probably a bunch yeah. of people who have wins over him. They're like, nobody really knows who they are. Yeah. Uh, and Well, he had that one Olympics. At home. Yeah. I, I was thinking going back even further to eight and nine years old. Like if I got a win over Bolt when I was nine, I would still count it. That would be oh, amazing. yeah. It wouldn't even need to be 18. Yeah. Then you're, then you're getting into very, very rarefied air. You have to basically have qualified for the Olympics. This made me think of something. Do you remember when – this is a fun exercise – do you remember when Lyles ran that 200 during the pandemic and the timing was screwed up and his time got posted in the 200s 1890? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for a moment there on Twitter, everyone's brains broke because some people actually believed it. So, whereas I, I never did, right? I looked, it's like, okay, something's wrong with that. And part of that was because, I mean, most of it is, it's, you saw the race, like that wasn't in, that wasn't faster than the world record by three-tenths of a second, but also because it was a weird race in the midst of a pandemic. But what, my question to you is in the 40, what is the Lyles number? Meaning what is the time that could pop up where the majority of people would be like, okay, there's an issue with the timing? I mean, 399. Okay. But don't you think, I know track people would be like, yeah, that didn't happen. But don't you think some football people would be like, yeah, man, you're, just, you're Yeah, special. Oh, football people would believe it. Yeah, football people would yeah. believe 399. I guess some track people did believe the 1891. Um, Lincoln but, did. Yeah, Lincoln <laughs> believed it? Well, for, I remember... I could be remembering this wrong. He didn't believe it, but he was just like, oh my God, what just happened? I said, hold on a second. He <laughs> didn't run 1891. It's just not happening. So you think 399? I think 399 would break people's brains. Okay. What it's up so funny that they flat. called this track, just a side note, they called this track meet the inspiration games. It's kind of crazy. Back in, 2020 was a wild time. Call them track Dude, do you remember inspiration games. Who are we inspiring? We're in still come on. There was the garden clashes. Do you remember they raced remotely? Remember that meet where oh, people yeah. were racing remotely? Allison Felix in Mount Sac raced against this might have it might have been this this it meet. Been this meet. And then yeah. she, she raced against Shawnee Miller Weibo in Florida. They raced against each other remotely. And there was this the Swiss athletes were competing in Switzerland. Yeah, you're right. There were some things in 2020 that uh, are going to be tough to explain Weird. in the future. Wild time. Yeah. Uh, schedule out, schedule note, excuse me. Um, U.S. Champs 10K and Multis. They, they picked some dates for that, Gordon. We knew it wasn't going to be during the U.S. Champs because the quick turnaround between U.S. Champs and Worlds, they want to give people uh, time to recover. So the dates and locations are as follows. Write this down. The 10,000 is going to be in Eugene, May 27th, that's pre-classic weekend. And then the multis are going to be in Fayetteville, May 6th through 7th. Okay. Your thoughts. Thoughts on hell of a photo. Got some great uh, <laughs> leg, hamstring, thigh strikes. Looks like people are missing one of their legs, right? Doesn't that look like that one guy's missing his leg in the back? Screw, zoom in on that photo. Cool. You see that that right? Yeah, the third the third stub up from the left. The guy's missing a leg. Doesn't look like it. Anyway, keep um, going. This is the things. These are the things you talk about on the podcast. Uh, the main thing that I take from this, obviously, it's gonna be cool to have a 10k trials right before Prefontaine. You know, it has like that Friday night 10k vibe. Yeah, which should be great. But it does suck for college kids. College kids can't compete now in the 10K because that's the same weekend as prelims. And mm -hmm. now I get it. Not, I mean, how many college kids can make a 10K world team in the U.S.? Probably none. You know, yeah. maybe one or two could probably finish in the top eight. But so are we going to move around USATF's calendar for the sake of two college kids finishing the top eight at USA's, probably yeah. not. You're probably not going to cater to that. Those two people You'd be like, all right, it sucks, but that is what it is. Go win NCAAs. Yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to see, you know, some younger kids in, in the race because it kind of mixes it up. You got like the wild card factor. It's like, well, what will happen if like it's slow and there's a, you know, what, what would happen? You know, it's always yeah. like, what would happen? Um, but I'm, I'm okay with the dates. It just sucks that we have to do it this way. I mean, mm -hmm. why? Like, I get it. They don't want to be so close to worlds. The turnaround is hard. The doubling is hard. But like, maybe that's a that's a sign that we're they're doing we're doing something wrong. Maybe maybe that's a sign we're doing something wrong. Maybe we need to figure something out. That the fact that we need to move the 10k and the multi events to a different date because the athletic ability of doing these events is not capable within a certain time frame of the actual world championships. 
It's like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? This doesn't make any sense. Is this track and field or not? Are we going to actually have a track meet on a date or not? Why do we have to like do these weird things? These jump through hoops to like make it. It's anyway. Yeah. I'm getting Um, riled up. It's not like it's it's, a marathon, right? It's not. Yes. You're you're just marathon. I understand. 25 laps. Come on. Yeah. It's complicated because you say, what's the priority? Okay. So send the pick the best team in the most fair way, which for the U S is running a race and you, Pick that team and then you send them off to Worlds to win gold medals. It's not to make sure that the eighth best person is able to go. That's probably their thinking with this. But, is okay. It's a trade-off. And it's a trade-off given the schedule this year. And for them, they'd rather not have collegians in than risk the turnaround time or the recovery for Fisher and Bohr and whoever. Turnaround time and recovery time for Fisher? Are you saying Fisher and he's never run six miles and then two weeks or was it two weeks? How long is the difference between USA's and Worlds? Yeah, it's two. Two weeks? So Grant Fisher isn't capable of running six miles and then two weeks later running, wait for it, Another six miles. Yeah. Gordon, he's never run six miles before. I don't know if you knew this about Fisher's <laughs> training. Literally. No. No? Uh, yeah, he just never does it. It's like, we're, no, no. I mean, we just, we overthink the, like, like, the effort that the, the amount of strain on your body that a, 10, a USA Championship 10K puts on your body is you're not going to feel that at World Championships two weeks later, if you're an elite athlete trying to medal, like you're going to do workouts that are harder. Like literally, I guarantee you there's going to be someone who makes this 10 K team yeah. on May 27th. I bet you if they decide not to do the 5k or whatever, the weekend that they would have had the 10 K at USA's, they will probably do a workout that is harder than the 10 K win or top three finish that they had in May 27th. Like, we act like these athletes aren't doing hard things when the track meets aren't happening. They're doing sometimes even harder things. And we just like, for some reason, we just put like this weird like, mystique over track meets, over 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 racing and no weird mystique over workouts. It's like, Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Schumacher will be like, we can't race that much. We got to be sharp for it. We can't be over raced. But you also, but like, you're replacing, you're not like you're not, these kids aren't, these, these pros aren't replacing the races with sitting on a couch and recovering. Yeah. They're replacing the races with workouts that are just equal, if not harder than the race itself. And I just don't understand why it has nothing to do with, uh, rest and recovery and for the, the human body it has everything to do with this like weird mental gymnastics of uh, uh, overraced, you know, maybe I'm a bad coach. I probably am a bad coach. And if I was coaching a pro athlete, you know, maybe I would be a Tom <laughs> yeah. Thibodeau and run him into the ground. Um, but I just think we overthink, we, we just overcomplicate track and field. It's running, man. It's 25 laps. They're not going to be running 25 laps at a blistering four-minute mile pace. Like, they're going to chill for the first 12 laps because they're like, all right, I want to turn this into a 5K. Like, their warm-up is so, going to be – yeah. There used to be a time when there was heats in the 10K too. So yeah, you could look at no this, as, this, is the, this is the first heat. I think, though, it's compounded because U.S. champs isn't like trials. And then a lot of people are going to double. So then it goes like 10K, 5K in short succession. But yeah, this, if this was the 400, they wouldn't do it because they know that they're going to get collegians who are vying for spots in the quarter or even the 800. Can you imagine last year if they did this with the thing low? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) 800 meter Olympic trials are going to take place the same day as nationals qualifying for you. So make your decision. Quickly, I think they made it knowing that they'll still be able to send the three best people. 
by moving it up. And it would have been a different consideration if it was a different event. But yeah, the fear of the fear of too much. There certainly is too much. I just I don't know if this is it and it's going to be at a certain point only 3 people are making the team. Right? Yeah. So only 3 people are going to have to do that turnaround. 3 3 or 6 people, 3 men, 3 women, and then multis three more. So 3 6 9 12, 12 people. So it, it's only too much of a workload for that group. Now, those are the most theoretically the most important people because those are the people that USATF wants to go on and and get medals. But you're right; those people are probably the more likely to handle it the best as well, too. Um, I just think it's interesting. I am curious to see how it goes. I'm curious to see how it impacts the 5K because now there's no worry about doubling there. I wonder if it ups the quality of the 5K when we come time for us champs, it is uh it is different. The multis are in a tough think- spot too. I'm, cause so, cause I, I looked up the conference schedule. I don't know if they moved the date. Cause I thought initially it was right on top of conference, but I looked at like the ACC championships are the next weekend, but then that's tough then. Cause then you got it. You're going to do a whole multi-competition and then a few days later, do another one for your conference meet. Yeah. Well, a lot of times multi-athletes don't do it at conferences. They do it. They do it just to get the qualifier, and then they don't yeah. compete at conferences. They do other events, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just, and also it's like kind of weird too. Like, I'm not against people doubling the 10K and 5K, but I feel like a lot of times USA might have a better shot at having fre- – like, what's first at Worlds, 10K or 5K? You don't, I don't, I don't have you have the schedule. I'm, you don't have the schedule. Hold on, Kevin. I don't, don't memorize. Hold on. Bookmark this schedule. Come on. Okay, hold What's on. I'm bookmarking right now. Okay, so for the day two, so July sixteenth is the women's final in the ten okay, K. So ten K's first for the women. Ten K's first. Five uh, K's first for the men. Well, this is weird, actually. Let, let, let's let's just let's just assume the ten K's first. Okay. I have a feeling that what let's assume you have three women qualify in both the 10K and the 5K. And they do that because they are able to run the 10K. Okay. Okay. Let's say three men were able to run. It's going to be a lot easier for a 10K, 5K athlete to qualify in both meets because there's going to be no, like, they're not going to be go up against anyone fresh yeah because yeah yeah all the 10k runners are now going to be fresh for the 5k trials at usa's so because of that we might have a situation where we'll have the same three people representing the 10 and the five yeah if i'm if i were if i were like a like a a gm if i was sam hinkey if i was daryl mori of usa track and field and i had actually there's no trials i'm just like if i had to pick my athletes to try to win the most medals I would purposely not pick any 10K, 5K doublers because I would think, hey, I would rather have a fresh 5K runner than one of the better five, uh, 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 a fresh 5K runner who's maybe a little bit worse than a better 5K runner who's coming off of a 10K. I mean, it depends right? on the athlete. Depends on the on who Depends it on is. the athlete. There's... Yeah, some athletes can handle it. Obviously, some athletes and, and can handle it. And who's the replacement person? No, not all. But it depends okay. on the replacement person too. If you're if you're taking out, if you're saying Fisher, you only get to do one. The, this other person's gonna have a better opportunity than you. You got to know who that other person is. You can't just make that decision in the abstract. Okay, would you, you rather have? Replacing okay, here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a good example. Would you rather have? The the five k team be Fisher coming off of a ten k, Kincaid coming off of a ten k, and Chalimo fresh. Would you rather mm-hmm. that be your team, or would you rather that team be Chalimo fresh, Cooper Tier fresh, and Fisher coming off of a ten k? Would you rather have a She's fresh Cooper Tier or Woody Kincaid coming off of a ten k? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an actual that's an actual choice. But like, why are we convinced that Cooper Tier wouldn't just beat Woody Kincaid at trials? Then I think it's gonna be harder for Woody for 
Hugh Portier to beat Here. Woody Kincaid because Woody well, Kincaid's now going to be fresh at the 5K trials. Yeah. He's got to beat but him. But I think Woody Kincaid coming off of a 10K <laughs> at Worlds is not as good yeah, as yeah, a yeah. fresh Woody Kincaid. You know. these, these, are the, these are the questions that are going to be answered this year, and we're going to figure it out. But I would say you got to even beat him when he's fresh. Like that's, that's what this is about. You're fresh. you got to beat him when he's fresh. Will it be different at Worlds? Yeah. But then – Yeah, but you're beating yeah, like a – you're not beating what is what they're going to be doing at Worlds because Kincaid at the USA 5K point. is different than Kincaid at the Worlds 5K because Kincaid at the Worlds 5K is coming off a of 10K. Kincaid's at the USA 5K is fresh. But back to your other point to... about people can recover a lot quicker than we think. He runs the he runs the ten k on day three, and then he doesn't have heats in the five until day seven. So he's got three full days off, and then he runs heats, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's got another day off or two days off until the final. So, but that undercuts the point of this the whole beginning of this conversation, which is how much recovery <laughs> time do five and ten thousand people need? Because if they don't need that much, then why are we switching the whole yeah. Meter round. I do like for the um, ten thousand meter runners. I do like that it's the night before pre because then you're you're giving them a stage, and they're yeah. gonna have yeah, yeah, yeah. a good crowd behind them. Whereas if it was just a random sure. track in the United States on a random Saturday or Sunday in May, it would not be the same, and then they wouldn't get that same experience. This they'll at least get to be put in that <laughs> high pressure situation again. I will anyway. say I do think Mike Smith. <laughs> should find a way to petition the NCAA to let Abdi Hamidner run the 10K at Prefontaine and say, hey, if he runs sub whatever time, then he gets yeah. a spot in the final. Because you can add a 25th person to the NCAA 10K final. Who's going to be brave enough to do both is my question. Who's going to get on that helicopter and go straight from or go back and forth between the two? That's the question. Yeah. Where are regionals this year? Uh, regionals are west is in Fayetteville, east mm -hmm. is in Bloomington, Indiana. So it's going to be probably hard. Yeah. Well, I found out this past week you can on a private jet you can go three hours Fayetteville to Eugene. I learned that this week. So people want to get well, get the, and back I think and the tank there you go. They it's changed it to a night. fort. They changed it to a four-day meet, mm. and I believe the 10K – actually, hold on. Let's look this up. Uh, NCAA track and field championships outdoor. Gordon's Googling, uh, folks. What is the schedule? Oh, I want pre I'm, – I'm, I'm almost there. Uh, He's getting closer. I'm getting closer. Hey, I feel like Colt. I feel like Colt should make his picks too. Going back to the beginning of the show, why are we just not letting the producer get get in on the action here? Well, okay. if my uh, if my cross country picks for anything to go off of. <laughs> I'm just, just gonna, gonna pick, pick the Big, big Twelve. 12 people. <laughs> yeah. Big what if, 12 what if I told you? What if I told you Kip Choge went to KU? Would that change anything? Oh, definitely would lower the stock of Kip Choge in my mind. But yeah, they changed it. They named it after him. It's Kip Choge. Kip Choge. You. I, right, I, I found it. So May, Wednesday, May twenty fifth is the men's NCAA prelim for the ten k, and then Friday, May twenty seventh is the Prefontaine ten k. So yeah, you could just do ten k Wednesday. When's the five? Fly out. The five is that Friday. So same day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's the same day. You won't be able to do that. So you'd have to scratch the five. But if you're a woman, <clears throat> you could do the 10K on May 26th, Thursday. Yeah. Fly out at midnight to Prefontaine. Run the 10K at Pre. Then mm -hmm. fly out that night back to where you were. And then on Saturday, run a 5K. Sarah Hall so was still in college. Do, that would yeah, probably Sarah be the plan. <laughs> and also, this is a time in my life when I'm really sad Connor Mance went pro. Because I think Connor Mance would yeah. have tried it on the men's side. The two tens. Eh, I don't want to run the yeah. five anyway. Let's just do these two tens. Let's just yeah, see what I can do. Tens. 
Imagine if he made it. He would make a mockery of like, why do we need to do this anyway? Because we can't. It's not. We're not capable of running ten k's three week, two weeks yeah. before worlds. But I'm running two ten k's in two days, and then another ten k at NCAA's, and I'm going with you know. Oh, here's the other thing I'm wondering. Standard chasing. Is that right? Because the standards window would stay open, correct? I wonder that. I bet you they're probably going to say we will not it accept. It closes on that day. Gotcha. If I have so they'll know the team. They'll know the team that day. You're not because that'd be tough. You're just flying all what about the world, world rankings though. Like world, your your world ranking could change. Yeah. Ooh. That's gonna be fun for me to figure out. Well, you have a whole month to figure it out. Yes, or two two weeks to figure it out this time. Yeah, there can't be too many ten Ks between now and then. Although we've seen them before, just do these pop up things to try to get people standards. All right, great episode. Thanks to uh, Colt. Thanks to Travis. Thanks to our sponsor Hoka. Uh, As Gordon mentioned, do that pick 'em. Do that flow track pick 'em on the site, and we'll be back Saturday evening, six p.m. Central. 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 a.m. Sunday in Tokyo for our London, sorry, our Tokyo Marathon watch party, Kipchoge, Kaskai Hall, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be exciting. We'll talk to you guys then.